Hey gals and guys, it's your host Phil Larson, and this is your motivational high five on discipline. Let's do this. Welcome back to the show. Uh, another episode in another month. Did you know your motivational high five has been downloaded almost 1.5 million times? And that's just downloads. That doesn't even count streams, which are becoming a more popular way to listen to podcasts. And anywhere you can stream podcasts, you can also get this podcast. So Spotify is a, is a good place to get this podcast. But any podcast app you use, you have access to this podcast. Uh, I, I try not to do a lot of ads. I feel like it takes away a little bit from the short form of the podcast, but the ads that I do do, I just said do-do, have to do with things that align with the podcast. So betterhelp.com is an online counseling service that uh, has partnered with Your Motivational High Five. You can uh, get 10% off your first month if you go to betterhelp.com slash YMH5. It's really an awesome online counseling experience that is affordable and really effective. You have a in-person video counseling, but then you also have a communication portal that you can reach out to your counselor at any time of the day and they'll get back to you when they can. You can kind of pick and choose and modify your plan as you see fit, as it fits into your schedule. And they even offer some financial assistance. So check out betterhelp.com slash YMH5 for your motivational high five, the number five, betterhelp.com slash YMH5. There are other ways to help support the podcast uh, through Patreon or even uh, an asset library with Envato Elements. They have access to licensed audio, stock footage, After Effects templates, WordPress, website templates, stock photography, graphics, and more through Envato Elements if you go to supportwithelements.com. In more ways, there are many ways you can help support this podcast. If you believe in it, just go to phillarson.net slash support to see all of the different ways. And of course, I thank you for that. Today's guest is Dre Baldwin. His executive assistant has sent me this short bio, which is pretty impressive. So sit back and listen while I tell you a little bit about Dre. In just five years, Dre Baldwin went from his high school team's bench to a nine-year professional basketball career. At the same time, Dre built a content publishing empire, blogging since 2005 and publishing videos to YouTube since 2006. Dre has published over 7,000 videos with his content being viewed over 73 million times. Dre's daily work on your game podcast has over 3 million listeners. Dre has given four TED Talks and authored 27 books. That's insane. His current book that he's promoting, go to mirrorofmotivation.com. Again, that's mirror, like something you look into, mirrorofmotivation.com. I love it when people reach out to me. They're people that I would maybe have never have gotten to meet in real life. And yet here we are amplifying each other's voices. And I am honored that this little tiny podcast has reached enough ears for enough people to talk about and want to be on it. So Dre, thanks for reaching out. And I, I think you guys are going to really, really enjoy this conversation on discipline. It's pretty awesome. Okay, without further ado, here's Dre. Being a former professional athlete and being that I built my brand based on publishing content literally every single day for 15 years straight, people ask me all the time about discipline. Dre, how can I be more disciplined? Why do I hate trying to be disciplined? Why does my discipline, at least when I try to be disciplined, why does it feel like punishment? Let me explain to you how discipline works, 
how you're very familiar with it, whether you are succeeding or failing, and what you can do to start making discipline work in your favor. The concept that I use to explain discipline is a framework that I created called the third day. Now, even if you never heard of that framework, I guarantee you, you are familiar with this concept. Let me tell you how. Let's say you hadn't worked out for a while. You hadn't exercised maybe because of you were stuck in the house. Maybe you were injured. Maybe you just decided to take a little bit of time off, a little bit of me time from working out and from the gym. The day that you come back, I'm going to tell you what happens. The first day you feel great. You had this brand new workout gear that you knew you would eventually get a chance to pop the tags off of. You had these new workout shoes. You bought a package of 25 sessions from your local gym. You signed up for a boot camp class. You hired a personal trainer. You're ready to go. And that first day in the gym, you feel excited. I mean, going to the gym is voluntary, right? Nobody made you do it. You have this trainer who's going to train you. You know that working out is going to help you live longer and be in shape and look better for the summer. It's excellent. And that first day, even though the workout kicks your butt, you're really excited about showing up. You look at yourself in the mirror when you get home or when you get to the car and you say with yourself with all the enthusiasm that you can muster, I'm doing this. The second day when you come to the gym, you're a little bit sore. I mean, your body is not at 100 percent anymore because you just worked out yesterday. You're not in shape. So you have a lot of the fatigue from yesterday. But I mean, it's only the second day. I mean, the second time you do something, it still feels pretty new. I mean, think about when you get a brand new car. It still smells like a brand new car the second time that you drive it, at least so far. Right. You get to the gym on that second day and the trainer kicks your butt again and is a little bit harder because, again, you had that first day's fatigue build up and you're not conditioned for this kind of work. But you drag yourself home or drag yourself to the car at the end of that workout and you say to yourself with just a little bit less enthusiasm, I'm doing this. On the third day, all of a sudden, that fast, the energy suddenly shifts. On the third day, those new workout shoes that you put next to your bed because you read an article on discipline that said set up your stuff the night before so you make sure you do it. Those workout shows, shoes feel like they're made of cinder blocks. On the third day, your body and mind are kind of having a difference of opinion. On the third day, you get to the gym and that cheery, bubbly person who they always put at the front desk of the gym to say hi to everybody. You don't even want to make eye contact with that individual that day because you are just not feeling it. You don't want to hear your trainer's mouth. You almost didn't even come. You almost text your trainer and say, you know what? Just charge me for the session. I'm not showing up. That happens on the third day that fast. Now, what is this concept of the third day that I'm talking about? The third day is not about one, two, three times in a row doing something. It doesn't mean Wednesday. The third day is about any situation in your life when things are no longer new. The novelty has worn off. The shine of it being a brand new experience is gone, but there is still work to be done. And guess who's responsible for doing it? Yeah, you know the answer to that, right? The third day, the reason why I talk about this concept so often, the reason why I usually lead with this when I give presentations, when I give keynotes, is because the third day is really about the difference between being an amateur and being a professional. The third day is about professionalism. It's about showing up even when you don't feel like it, especially when you least feel like it. Because I don't care what you do for a living, whether you are a podcaster, a school teacher, you're a parent, you're a librarian, you are an athlete. There will be days at your job, no matter how shiny and fancy and luxurious your job looks from the outside looking in, we all know that there are days that we don't feel like being at work. The third day is about your decision to show up and give your best effort, even when you're not really feeling like giving your best effort. And there are a couple of disclaimers I want to give you about the third day. When you show up and give your best effort, even when you least feel like it, there are no rewards that you're going to receive for it. There is no trophy. There's no round of applause. You don't get any extra followers on social media for free. Nobody's going to recognize you for doing it. You're a professional and you showed up and did the job as a professional. 
Thank you for doing your job. And we'll see you again tomorrow when you need to do it again. And if you don't show up on the third day, nobody's going to know about it. You will not be docked a day's pay. You're not going to get fired from your job. All your clients are not going to cancel their contracts. Your customers are not going to ask for refunds. Nobody's going to bash you about it or try to cancel you on social media because you didn't show up on the third day. There's actually no penalty for not showing up on the third day. So now you may be wondering, well, Dre, why are you taking my time talking about this? If there's no penalty for using the third day and there's no penalty for not showing up. And let me tell you why. We're going to close on this point right here. Your relationship to the third day will not be obvious until it's obvious. And so it is so clear what you've been doing on all these third days for the last six months, the last six years, the last decade. It will become so obvious it will be too late for you to do anything about it by the time everybody else notices. That's why the third day matters so much. It is invisible until it is too visible, if you understand what I'm saying. So to wrap up this concept, the third day is about you showing up when you least feel like it, when you really don't have the energy, when most amateurs would not show up. And the reason that you show up is because you are a professional. And though the definition in the dictionary of being a professional is a person who gets paid for doing something as their main occupation, the work on your game definition, the Dre Baldwin definition is the professional is the person who shows up and delivers and performs no matter how they're feeling on the inside. So if you're ready to be a true professional, regardless of how much money you're making, you make sure you start embracing this concept of the third day. Work on your game. Thank you, Dre. I love having guests on because, as I've said it before, sometimes we can amplify each other's voices uh, better than we could do on our own. For example, if you're trying to yell at someone and get their attention, that's far away. Uh, if you just yelled their name by yourself, as opposed to you and someone else yelling their name at the same time, you can probably imagine that the two voices are going to catch your attention more than one. And so, Dre, thank you for joining your voice with mine. I love uh, Dre's third day philosophy, um, and it really relates well to the last episode of this podcast on persistence. I think those two episodes go well together. See, I think what Dre gets at um, really well is uh, the reality of hard work, of discipline. It, it You can't attribute it to magic, and I think we want to. I think we want to find the easiest way, the quickest way to success, however we define success. We want to figure out the system, and then we want to game the system. But friends, that's just not reality. That's spamming. And <laughs> maybe you'll experience some success in a short amount of time, but it won't be a long tail of, its, of success and it, you're kind of sacrificing some ethics to do it. You know what I mean? Dre really seeks to answer this why question. Why Why are we seeking to be disciplined day in and day out? It's so monotonous. And he's basically saying, so that you're ready when it's go time. When it's your go time, you're ready. And here's what I mean by that, I think. Anyone we view as an overnight success, for the most part, is not the case. That's just when they came into your view. Malcolm Gladwell in his book Outliers talks about this a lot in his 10,000 hour rule. And there's a lot of study and psychology around this that around 10,000 hours, which is around four hours a day working five days a week for about 10 years, your brain gets to the point of mastering something. And then you see this massive success from people. For instance, the Beatles, they looked like when they came to America in 1964 that they blew up overnight. Well, what you may or may not know is that before that, they were a house band in a club in Germany where they played eight hours a day, seven days a week for months on end, putting thousands of hours in together as a band. There's some thought that 
before they even came to America, they had played together over 1,200 times as a band. That's a lot of times. The wildly successful Fleetwood Mac, their biggest album, the one where most people came to know them, the album is called Rumors. This album wasn't their third album or fourth album. It was their 16th album. They kept showing up. They kept putting together music. They kept putting it out. They kept taking risks. And then they hit it. 16 albums later, Ed Sheeran, maybe the biggest pop star in the world, arguably. Yeah, sure. There are countless pictures of him busking on a street corner in Ireland, (laughs) where he's from, as a preteen and as a teenager. And he's putting in the work. The people are just walking by. There's pictures of people just walking by. Little do they know that 10 or so years after that point, he become this big, huge star, world-renowned. Now, these are the extreme cases. These are the ones, and I'm sharing that because if you're listening to this, you probably know who they are. But think about the people in your immediate world who have experienced some success. Is it overnight? Do they keep coming back and they keep hammering away? They keep practicing discipline. See, these successful people and people that you may know, what makes them special in a way is that it's not that they're extremely talented, though they honed their talent, they developed it and became very talented. But really what makes them special is they, their willingness to embrace the monotony of showing up every day, doing the same thing, because they, what? They found such meaning in their work. It was bigger than the success that came. They found meaning before they found success. And when the world said for them, it's go time, let's see what you got. When the spotlight moved over to them and they were no longer hidden in the valley that they've been hunkered down in and practicing in, working out all of the kinks, when the valley became a mountain, they were humming on all cylinders. They were ready. They were shining the brightest they've ever shined because they learned to love and believe in what they were selling. And in order to get there, they had to practice discipline on the daily. And friends, they had those valleys. They did. They do. And Dre does and me too. Where we don't feel inspired, where we don't want to go back to work. Here we go again. They don't want to face the music of rejection. And they were. They were rejected. You were rejected. Yet you keep coming back, throwing punches. One's going to land. You're working through the valley, the valley kind of looks like a a hill now or a mountain. Are you ready? Have you put in the work? If the spotlight came on you, would you be like caught in it and freeze? Or would you be ready? Here, now it's time. It's time. I'm ready. It's go time. And personally, like my wife and I, as I've talked about, we're uh, doing this YouTube, this kid's YouTube channel called Kylie Makes It. And it, it feels monotonous. There's not a lot of money coming in at all. And She's showing up every day. We're on vacation when we're filming and we're like, ah, I kind of just want to be on vacation. We just, okay, let's just get this done real quick. Let's go. And it's monotonous. And that's, that's just what it is. You show up, you do it, you get it done. You, you're disciplined. You got this and you put it out there so that when it's go time, you're writing, we're practicing. We're always practicing. And Dre, who was a professional basketball player for a while. <laughs> I know when I was in middle school, uh, I wanted to be a professional basketball player. I really thought I was going to be, but I did not put in the time at all. I did not shoot hundreds of free throws over and over again. My free throw game was not good. Sorry about all the sports analogies, but hey, Dre's a guy who knows about showing up and doing the same thing when it feels worthless. See, my wife and I, as we're doing this YouTube channel, we believe in what we're doing. 
we don't know if it'll ever, ever be profitable, but we believe in it. And so we're going to keep doing it. We think it's important. And Dre does too. And the Beatles did. And do you think that even if the Beatles never blew up and became this massive phenomenon, would they have kept playing? I really think they would have. I really think they would have because they proved it beforehand. They just kept playing and they would keep playing. Money's a good byproduct, but it can't be the motivation to be disciplined. It just can't. In the valleys of our discipline, we learn the reasons why we love what we love. Then, when on the peaks, it's easier for others to catch the vision because they just see it in your eyes. They see it in your passion. Friends, money is the simplest measure of success, and so therefore, I think it is the most shallow measure of success. You've got to go deeper. You've got to go deeper to find that discipline. Why are you truly showing up? And if that's what you need to do to help you with discipline, find the meaning. Believe in it. Friends, the spotlight will come in some way. But even if it doesn't, would you keep doing it? Would you keep doing it? This is the work we have to do. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. What you may not know about the podcast if you're new is that it is a podcast that has an exercise at the end of every episode. We talk about rewiring our brain, the power of positive narratives and positive thinking in our lives to combat the negative narratives. It is not to act like the negative narratives didn't happen. No, it's, it's very different from that. It is acknowledging the negative narratives and introducing positive ones. And the fact that neuroplasticity, the science around our brain health and brain chemistry, is that we can rewire our brains. And we're never too old to do that. You're not too old to learn new tricks. It's just, that's a myth. The electricity between our neurons and our brains, this is called neuroplasticity, can be rewired, it can be changed, it can be switched. And we do that by introducing new ways of thinking, new narratives. And in each episode, we find a reflection of ourselves, we tell ourselves a positive story, a positive narrative. My friend in one of the early episodes, who's a scientist, says, the power to change your brain chemistry is through the power of story. So we introduce a new narrative, a new story, based on the episode. And this episode... When you find a reflection of yourself, either in a mirror or the front-facing camera on your phone, like, take this seriously and find a reflection of yourself and talk to, say this to yourself. Say this. My future me is worth the amount of work it takes to show up for myself today. As we do this over and over again, rewiring our brain and, and keeping out a new episode a month, I am seeing, and I think some of you are as well, certain themes kind of coming back. And this one of keeping our future selves in mind really puts in perspective what you do today because you're on a trajectory somewhere, whether you like it or not, is what you are disciplined in today. Because you can be disciplined in unhealthy things, is what you are disciplined in today, moving you towards who you want to become. My friends, as always, it starts with you. 